0: On one of the not 100 degree days this summer, I went for a run. I put my keys in the small pocket in my running shorts, ran the couple blocks it takes me to get to the park, and set out to do a lap. It was hot, but I figured I'd do a short run, get the endorphins going, and then head home. I listened to music, bumped into a friend, and by the time I made it back to my apartment, I felt pretty good about my afternoon accomplishment. When I went to my back pocket to pull out my keys, there was nothing there. Somehow, the keys fell out of my shorts. I felt around the two-inch pocket and realized that there was a hole, just big enough to fit a set of keys. This was not the first time I had lost my keys. I've done it enough that I have a reputation in my family for losing them. To save myself the embarrassment of having to admit that I lost another set of keys, I decided to retrace my steps. I've never felt more excited during a run in my life. This time, I had a mission. That feeling lasted maybe five minutes. Once I didn't find the keys quickly, The excitement turned to anger, and the anger turned to sadness over the fact that I set out to do something that I may not actually be able to do. Two small keys in a park that has thousands of people walking through it. Why did I think I could find them? I kept running. I finished my second lap of the day and didn't find my keys. Strangely, I started to like the challenge of it. It felt like God did this to help me learn something. I'd have to go out and push myself to do something that I didn't believe I would be able to do. Suddenly, my run changed. I thought to myself, I'm supposed to find them, I will. I finished the third lap without finding any keys, but on my way home, I literally started dancing. I was ecstatic the keys didn't matter anymore. I had done something that I didn't think I'd be able to do. I ran three times my normal run on a hot day. I didn't know it then, but that was my initiation into the practice of heat photo do I'm Kylie O'Neill, a girl still looking for two keys, and this is How to Fix a Soul in 30 Days. I made it to Elul week two. I've done the first half of my work this week, figuring out what Heat Botadute is all about, with my coach, Eliza Klein. Now it's time to do it. As I mentioned in the last episode, there is a popular saying during the month of Elul, the king is in the field. It's a metaphor that I love. Tradition teaches that this month, God is the most available he'll be to his people during the year. He's out there waiting for people to come and find him. The image of a king settling into a field for the day makes me imagine royalty dressing up in a pair of Levi's to go be one with the people. It makes God feel approachable, that for the month of Elul, it is easier to connect than at any other time. When I tried prayer last week, I went directly to a professional who could walk me through a prayer practice. This week, my only guest is... God. The king is in the field, and I'm going out to meet him. Okay, I am leaving my apartment now. My apartment has been left, and the journey is beginning, and I am super nervous really nervous. Reminds me why I don't like first dates. (laughs) Because it really just felt like that, this experience of like, do I wear makeup? Do I not wear makeup? Should I dress up for this? Like, what am I doing? I'm gonna go talk to God. What do I do? What do you wear? I think it has something to do with the fact that this is entirely entering into the unknown. I've never expressly set out to just talk been out to talk to God because I was facing a crisis that I needed help with but it was just like it had a purpose it had an end goal and this has no end goal and I'm not that's not how I work just yet <laughs> feeling like a mom when she's about to set out with her kids on like a long drive you want to the bathroom do you have enough water do you have everything that's what it felt like shoes, they're great. Thank you. First mistake, not bringing water. I always do this, I'm like, that's future Kylie's problem. Don't have water bottles at home, I'll get one. We're we gonna get a water bottle. I'm very nervous, I'm very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> at first, when I got to the park to start my heat boat session, I had no idea what I was doing. I guess this is it. I don't know. Am I supposed to start? I like, I don't know. Like, when does it start? <laughs> do I just choose when it starts and then it starts? What I said is going to happen. What are the rules? This is weird because I do this all the time. I I walk around and talk to myself. This is so normal for me. Now it's like a practice. It's not just me talking. It's got a name. I mean, I'm never just talking about like my grocery shopping or mundane, but I'm talking about my experience. And I'm realizing that I, I don't think of God as being like that present or at least like having an open ear to that. Why would he want to? It's so boring. I feel like it's me helping myself. And then when I need extra help, I turn to God. But now all of it's God. I want to be more present to this and not nervous. Well, that's not where I'm at right now. I don't know what to say. I don't feel like I'm talking to God. I feel like I'm talking to myself. <sighs> it's hot. But it feels, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying words <laughs> I feel like I'm supposed to say words. <laughs> like I don't feel like, oh, there's a dog. I'm walking up a hill and it's sunny. Little humid, not so humid, and this kind of feels like a metaphor for my life. Oh god, (laughs) now the deeper stuff comes. I'm on a hill in my life going up, and in the middle part that just like kind of (laughs) sucks, you climb it and you get to the other side. This is so corny, but it's true. Hours later, I started noticing nature. Like, a lot. Oh, there's a animal. What are you? Is that a gopher? Can't be a beaver, but it looks like a beaver. What? Wait, he's just eating the grass, and there's another one. Oh. God, it's crazy how there are so many different kinds of animals. Honestly, I feel like I'm supposed to be talking like I've just done psychedelics or something. I never have, I have no idea what I would sound like if I did, but whoa well, man, animals, crazy. But it is, it is actually kind of crazy. We all like live in this place at the same time. I'm gonna cry like, multiple times during this. <laughs> You bring out one furry animal, and it's like I'm done. <sighs> what even is the world? It's all these different things at one time happening, which is so what I'm thinking about myself right now. People all over this place. A water fountain. I need to get water. I apologize for the audio. Oops. My cousin, Adina, Adina told me that, oh my God, these are so pretty. Everything that you experience as you go, oh my God, this is overwhelmingly beautiful. Everything that you experience as you go through the practice of heat do, from the journey to getting there, to like actually doing it, it's all a part of God talking to you. That feels blatant, that feels very obvious. Oh my God, this flower is still so beautiful. Oh, there's butterflies here. This is out of a movie. I'm literally watching you following a butterfly in a garden of flowers. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. The question is, can you pull out Instagram when you're asking me what to do? It? That's the question the so listeners want the answer to. Finally, a breakthrough started to happen. I'm trying to figure out how to be a lot of different things in one person without having to embody one in a certain scenario and another in another scenario. I just like to feel integrated and whole. My breath feels kind of shallow. I don't feel comfortable. I have tears in the back of my like head, like I have my eyes. Kind of ready to come out. And I feel closed off. I feel like I'm stuck. Like I've got, um, what did Harry Houdini get wrapped in? Shackles? Whatever. I feel like I've got a straight jacket on a little bit. And I'm not kind of let loose. Mm-hmm. Rabbi Korn said, when you're in prayer. It's all about being nimble, like an athlete. And that's the opposite of what I feel like right now. Not at all. I actually don't feel like I have permission to come to God right now. Why should he care? Is it even a heat? No, I don't I don't even think it's a heat. Of course not. I don't know. I'm supposed to say because I exist, but I don't feel that deeply. I got off the track and I feel like I came back and I can divert my attention to things that are outside because it just got too real on the inside, and it's just crazy because I spend most of my time thinking about myself and working on myself and feeling like inadequate and that I need to work on this and that. And suddenly here, I have opportunity to, oh another butterfly, just talk like I normally do and I don't feel like I can. I thought I would be able to do this once and do what I usually do, feel good and be out. But it's really not feeling like that. Oh my gosh, there's trees, they're so tall. I feel like I need a break. But at the same time, I feel like I'm on a roll and should just keep going. I wish this were easier. That's not what I wish. I wish I felt like I have a right to speak, enough work to be able to say whatever I want, and for it not to be the best thing and the most profound thing or anything, but just anything that I think is, is okay to be said, but that doesn't feel like it's true. What if somebody doesn't like me because of what I say? I hear that coming out of my mouth, and I just think that sounds ridiculous, but I know it's there. I've never thought of the idea that you could just be listening all the time and not be judging me. I honestly don't like that idea. <laughs> because at least I have like a I have a sense of what to do and what not to do. And I always have a purpose because I always have things to work on. And I have things to work on, then I have value. That doesn't sound like it's truth. I am over perfection. God, I'm over black and white. I am so over black and white. I love nature. Ah, I like nature. I don't know I love it, I um, don't know. I get why I wanted signs from you as a kid. Because you, my friend, are abstract. Of course, of course I put my iPod on shuffle to try and get those two songs to go back to back or fell in love with a secret because it's like, ah, that I can make sense of. I don't know what you are. And if you're like listening, I'm happy that I was given that as a kid. And I do believe, I believe my words have an impact. Uh-huh. I've like, really carved out a space for myself here. I like it here. And on some level, I'm like, what is life gonna be like when I leave my tree trunk? When I walk outside and I'm gonna go back into the city or whatever, what's it gonna be like? Oh wow, feels like that was just a moment in time. I don't, that was weird. Hours in the field, I walked to the train and was so tired I fell asleep on the subway. I've lived in New York City for almost 10 years, and that was a 1st heat made me so comfortable in the world that I fell asleep on the New York City subway. Like the park I had just left, subway had become an extension of my home. I felt at home in myself and therefore felt at home wherever I went. The king was in the field for sure. But in meeting him, I realized he was also in my home. The thing is, it didn't really sink in until I was done. While I was actually talking out loud to myself, I didn't know exactly what I was feeling. Honestly, I didn't really feel like God was present I had to keep reminding myself that I'm supposed to be talking to something bigger than me. As I spoke, the lines blurred. It took a while. The boundary between me, God, and the world slowly disappeared. And it brought me back to my prayer experience last week when Rabbi Korn kept emphasizing that everything, everything is an expression of God. This was a concept I understood conceptually, but I didn't really grasp it in practice, and I couldn't have put it into words previously. On the train going home, I realized that I got it. anybody who wants to try heat pota Practice. Practice, practice, practice. It's probably not going to feel right the first time. It certainly didn't for me. I went out into the park the day before this and just tried to talk. It did not click at all. That was disappointing. However, that said, knowing how hard it was going to be helped me ease into it the second time. I was able to be more relaxed and more committed to a true experience. The other thing I learned is that there is no right way to prepare for this experience. On my way to the park, I was worried about what I was supposed to do to prepare. Do I listen to a certain kind of music? Do I meditate? Read a book about God? I realized that the only thing there is to do is be present and open to whatever comes up. Trust that whatever you want to do is exactly right and be there for it. That's what Heat HeatBotidut was all about for me, self-trust. Join me next time when I see whether my friends can help me fix my soul. Until then, I'm Kylie Eunell, and this is How to Fix a Soul in 30 Days. Fix a Soul in 30 Days is brought to you by Tablet Studios and is hosted by me, Kylie Younell. This episode was produced by Leah Leibovitz and Josh Cross. Please go rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps other people discover the show. For more information about this or any other of Tablet's podcasts, visit tabletmag.com podcasts.